MSW Media. News with swearing. Daily beans, daily beans. Daily beans, daily beans. Hello and welcome to the Daily Beans for Thursday, February 20th. Today, the Nevada presidential Democratic debates are underway. Trump waives federal restrictions on border wall construction. Trump threatens lawsuits over Mueller probe. Republicans beg for Barr to stay. Trump names a new acting DNI and some good news at the end. I am your host, Jordan Coburn, and with me today is Amanda Reeder. Hello. Hello. There is no AG today. No she AG. is not feeling well. She is okay, but she is taking a day for herself to chill. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we support this. Yes, we support this very much. We are in my apartment, and I live on a street, so you can probably hear a nice, peaceful buzz of cars going <laughs> by if you just listen right. Ah, constantly. California freeway. Constantly. <laughs> it is constant in my house, that sound. Uh, but yeah, we're posted up in my apartment, mm-hmm. and we're doing it on our ownsies. In our own place. Mm-hmm. Very exciting. We it have, smells like incense. Yes, there is mm-hmm. one burning behind you. It smells By like that Himalayan shark. salt lamp <laughs> <laughs> under that Buddhist fucking white girl yep. tapestry. Mm-hmm. That is... My house is probably what you would imagine it, it was. There's some good hippie shit in here. Yeah, there's a lot of hippie shit in here. Yep. Yeah. There's a big shark painting. Love that. <laughs> <laughs> Very fun. Shall we hit those hot notes? Yes, let's get right to the hot notes. Hot notes. All right, so up first, uh, biggest news of the day is the Democratic debates. And mm-hmm. that's uh, those are going to be tonight, if you're listening tonight as a patron, tonight, if you're listening as a plebeian, tomorrow, Thursday. <laughs> they've already happened. Yep. Uh, and I think it's fair to say that this might be the most anticipated debate so far. Absolutely. Yeah, because mm-hmm. we finally get to see Mike Bloomberg on stage yep. after he effectively opted out of campaigning in the states for the first uh, few primaries and caucuses. Wasn't even on the ballot. At all. And uh, he's not on the Nevada ballot either. So he's gotten quite the reputation for buying his way into the races on that are happening Super Tuesday. Yeah. Interesting to see him debating in a state where he's not even eligible. He's not even on the ballot. Yeah. It's, Do you remember Joe Biden's reaction when that first came out? He was like, what? Yeah, he's not even on the ballot. This is weird. Okay, fine. So he's going to be there. It's it's just also fucky. I can't. The, the DN... <laughs> Fucky. It's very fucky. The DNC rule change just makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. I mean, I mean, it makes sense if you have a friend that you're trying to get into the election. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I'm trying so hard to not be negative about any of the candidates, and uh, I'm not doing a great job. It's just so fucking weird. Look, look. I, I think that it's okay to have complex feelings about this. To yeah. be like, anyone's better than Trump, but to have bad feelings about someone who is doing things that we as progressives don't necessarily support yeah that being said yes that being said best wishes be best Mm -hmm. um but yeah pete Buttigieg, klobuchar bernie all of them said last night at the presidential town hall they all like did their own you know thing on cnn um they all said that they don't think bloomberg should have the right to buy his way into the election Mm -hmm. so they're pretty pissed yeah everybody's very pissed about that absolutely yeah they think it's unfair and it's fucked up and uh they're really jonesing for a chance to attack him right now so i think it is worth so much money Mm-hmm. Like sixty billion dollars or something. S- sorry, what was that? A so sixty much billion is is what is how what, much is what Bloomberg is worth. Oh, oh, Jesus Christ! Yeah, that's yeah, insane. That is insane. Um, yeah, yeah, it should be interesting. I think this is probably 
it's kind of a pivotal one, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's all about to change after Nevada, after Super Tuesday. Like, shit's getting really real. So this is a really, really important debate. And I'm very curious to see what happens later. And by the time this airs for everyone, what will have happened. But, yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, the thing is, is that there's people are going to want to go after Bloomberg, but they're also going to need to go after Bernie. But Bloomberg kind of proves Bernie's points in a lot of ways. So I don't know. It's yeah. going to be fascinating. I I think everyone's just going to tear each other apart to some extent. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah. It's just, yeah, Bloomberg has such a massive target on his back right now because mm-hmm. he's got the target for multiple reasons. One, uh, like I said, he's got that immense scrutiny on him due to all the money that he's poured into states last minute. Uh, that looked like it's actually resulted in him surging in some polls, which yeah. is very He's interesting second to see. in some national polls right yeah, now. Yeah, it's fucking weird. Mm-hmm. Um, fucking weird. <laughs> That's what's happening. But yeah, I think it's it's very sort of... I don't think anybody knows how to interpret it exactly. Mm-hmm. I think it's kind of... I don't want. I don't know if it's... I haven't been around long enough to say that this is unprecedented, mm-hmm. but it seems like it is. Yeah. I know... Compared to Bernie, Bernie spent like ten million dollars on ads, like TV ads. Bloomberg's mm-hmm. put in like a hundred seventy-four million, I think. Three hundred million. Three hundred million across. Maybe this was just in a certain. I think this group is across media. You know. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Just the scale that he yeah. was putting into it. It's insane. Is not even comparable. No. It's just. It's wild, and it's working. Mm-hmm. It is working. He also has a really big target on his back for his really fucked up past policies and words that perpetuated racism in some pretty unforgivable ways. But I guess that's the question. Can he be or will he be forgiven? Uh, He certainly will not be forgotten because I have a feeling the words stop and frisk and racism Mm -hmm. will be said many, many times by all the candidates on Mm -hmm. that stage tonight. Yeah. And he also has said some really crappy things about LGBT people. Um, You know, he's called transgender people it as recently as a year ago. Jesus Christ. I don't love that. What well, did he was he firm, go ahead was he how do you know the context that he was like yeah it was, was a quote, he like being sarcastic or something no he wasn't no either way it's he, not he, okay this was, i think this was maybe only a year or two ago and he said um you know in a in a race for a uh, you know in a presidential race we shouldn't be talking about whether or not a man is wearing a dress or whether he she or it can use the bathroom wow. or something along those lines it was really gross and yeah again i maintain that he's probably less dangerous than donald trump um and you know of course, we will use this platform to support the Democratic nominee. Yep. But, you know, it's hard for me to to throw my support behind someone who says things like that um, Yeah, in the very recent past. Yeah. It does kind of feel like meteor-like a little bit. Mm-hmm. Just kind of how fast and how hot he's coming in. Mm-hmm. It's like, whoa, where, wait, where is this coming from? No one, I don't, I was not prepared for this. Mm-hmm. I guess it was just like. I mean, dark horse is definitely the wrong word because I feel like a dark horse candidate is usually someone that you're supporting, has, yeah, like a right. like an underdog who an you're underdog. like, fuck yeah, yes, yeah. an underdog exactly. Yeah. Where where it's like I don't know if it yeah, it's more like Un- a rich horse. Yes, <laughs> yes, um, he is yeah. a Pegasus that God has seemingly lifted up in these times. <laughs> it is really hard to to strike like that that delicate nuance right between like understanding that that anyone is better than Trump and that, mm-hmm. and that, and also I think too, with Bloomberg coming in it makes some of the people who we've been calling much more centrist seem a little bit less centrist, mm-hmm. you know, it's all about perspective. Yeah. Biden's like calling him or he, uh, right. I'm like, like a lifelong yeah, I'll Republican. Take, I'll take a Buddha judge. Thank you. Yeah. These people, these folks, they seem like, yeah, very, very liberal when compared to some of the policies that Bloomberg 
has right. put out. Yeah, and but a lot of you them and have... I have made our our political stances somewhat clear, and so I think yeah, people we're people. called more centrist. You know, now it gives you some perspective on being like, hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. maybe not as much. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. He is just like, and then like, um, he just made so many shitty comments. Like when they when they stopped um, redlining, mm-hmm. right? Like not being able uh, to deny like housing loans, right? Mm-hmm. To people of color, essentially. He said that like when that happened, when that change happened, that's what contributed to like the great recession and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's just like fucking incredibly inexcusable things that he said that he is out of touch with working people it would seem yeah working people people of color like you said lgbtq folks i just really i don't know it's like i'm not even these are not even opinionated things that i'm saying right now i guess you you could probably tell what my opinion is but but these are objective things you know and so he objectively has said these things and done these things and i think he has a objectively more problematic past right now than any of the candidates that are on that stage Mm -hmm. it would seem yeah it would seem Especially when you rope in, like, his uh, relationship with, like, Trump kind of over the years that people are starting to... I'm not, I'm not, I'm not throwing that shit out there saying that they have some kind of, like, deeper ties. I That's not what I mean to say. But, you know, CNN mm-hmm. and other major media news outlets are, are reporting stuff like, you know, did, did, did he once said that he was, like, a Trump guy or so, some shit. I don't know. That's just... He's just getting attacked for that is my right. point. I think, look, I think it's... Whether it's, like, true or not, to what extent it's true, I have no idea, and I'm not trying to perpetuate stuff that I don't know mm -hmm. if it's, like, truly been corroborated, so... Given some of the other wonderful candidates that we have running, it's clear that, for you and I, Jordan, this is not our favorite outcome. No. Um, And it's not any of the other... Like, the fact that there's a candidate that's about to be on the stage that all the candidates are banding together, Mm -hmm. essentially, to be like, fuck you, dude. Fuck Mm -hmm. this shit. Yeah. I think that means something. I think it does, too. And I think that for that reason, it it is okay for us to to back them up and to agree with them, you know? Yeah. Like... Yep. I think so, too. Yeah. It's... Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, how are the the voters of Nevada supposed to feel uh, tonight as I ask these questions, you know? Right. And oh, you, we can't actually, you didn't give a shit about our state, so never mind. Yeah, exactly. And then it's like, I don't even really want to hear your answer because I couldn't even vote for you if I wanted to. Right. It's just very strange. Mm-hmm. The whole thing's very strange. Um, that's on. enough Bloomberg talk. Of course, Bernie also has a huge target on his back because he's like the front runner, like double digits front runner. Uh, he's looking incredibly solid going into Nevada. He's going to get a lot of shit for that but also for his health that's a huge thing Mm -hmm. people are talking about the last couple days because in his town hall Mm -hmm. yesterday he was like yeah i'm not gonna release more medical records i've released enough and some people are like well that doesn't work for us yeah so he's getting a lot of shit for that yeah um how do you feel about that um i feel like he's released enough i mean his national press secretary tweeted out like that he had shared sufficient records and i don't know i'm looking and running around the country he seems fine to me <laughs> I, I would rather have yeah. i would rather have two weeks of a sanders administration than, <laughs> than anything else yeah i've seen um, people say he better sorry go ahead. oh it's okay i was just gonna say also um 
I will say I have seen some Warren supporters very rightfully getting angry about the fact that she's been left off of some of the polls released recently with general matchups between Trump. So some media outlets are like, it's like Klobuchar versus Trump, Buttigieg versus Trump, Bloomberg versus Trump, Sanders versus Trump. They're like leaving her off. That's fucked up. It is. And so it's like just because she hasn't done incredibly well in the first two states, her supporters are saying like, hey, like you're starting to write off our campaign and ignore us. Yeah, before not it's cool before it's due. Um, so yeah, this wow. is something that was kind of shitty that I noticed. And at a time when the field is like, you know, pretty well established and as small as it's ever been mm-hmm. too. So that's incredibly noticeable. Yeah. That's messed up. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Uh, you know, like I'm very curious to see what happens in this debate and then how, what happens in Nevada. Yeah. I think there's going to be. Your home state. Mm-hmm, yeah. My home state. There's going to be a lot of, I mean, Route 91 was just the most tragic thing that's ever happened in that city so there's going to be so many questions i think centered around gun control Mm -hmm. for sure because it's a really nevada especially las vegas yeah i grew up in las vegas Mm -hmm. where they're doing the debates and it's like it's such an interesting group of people Mm. there's a decent amount of liberal people there yep like a pretty decent amount Mm -hmm. but then there's also it it almost has like a yeah, it has like a country western vibe, like it like a desert country western vibe sort of thing where it's a lot of like dirt biking and guns <laughs> it's and a purple state. Yeah, mm. there there's a lot of that stuff, but then there's a lot of complex people that live there that have some of that and mm-hmm. some of this, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, and I think um there are a lot of really really amazing democratic politicians that have come out of that city, like Harry Reid and mm. there there's so many there's a lot of blue support there, um, but I think, yeah, the questions that they ask tonight are going to be representative of the population there. Yeah, especially yeah, and on also gun keep stuff. in mind that it's thirty percent. I think thirty percent of the Democratic primary voters there are Latino, ten percent are Black, so it's mm-hmm. it's so much more diverse than the states we've previously seen. Yeah, yeah, it is a really yeah. diverse city. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think, and there's a lot of. There's like a lot of wealth inequality in that city too, mm-hmm. and that's generally reflected in the questions that are asked too, mm-hmm. just about the economy and everything. Um, yeah, it, it's such an interesting city. So it'll be a great debate. I'm excited. I'm very excited. Mostly to and see how Bloomberg. No one uh, bl- dragged the podcast bl- or AG for Jordan and I's personal opinions about any of these things. Oh yes, that always <laughs> goes without saying. Yes, of this course. is our the bosses away episode <laughs> uh but yeah the caucuses are three days away it really looks like bernie's gonna take it not just saying that that is that's what the polling suggests by many polls yes uh but we'll see what happens and i mean who knows there could be like some crazy snafu or mm-hmm. that happen. i don't know snafu well i did right see word. some le- i did see some representatives from the iowa um like a site leader for the caucuses who was like this might be fucked up just so you know like 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 mess like they mess yeah, up yeah like like i can't remember what the guy's name was but i saw him on msnbc or something and he was saying we were supposed to you know be shown technology to help us with this thing or this thing and we weren't shown it and we're behind on information and so there's a i mean i think that there there are people out there who are preparing us for the possibility that there's going to be more tomfoolery mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah tomfoolery. No. anyway yeah that's maybe caucuses need to be done away with yeah, it seems hard to believe if this stuff continues to happen that mm-hmm. caucuses will continue. Right. Yeah. I remember learning about it as a kid just being like, I mean, I think that's mostly everyone's reaction. Just what? 
Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's kind of strange. Um, but and yeah, there's a lot of like early caucus voting that's happened in Nevada, mm-hmm. and that's interesting to me. I wonder if there's a lot. A, yeah, a yeah, lot, really a lot. high amount of mm-hmm. early voting in Nevada. I wonder year. if there's anything to be said for the psychology of like not having the physical presence there mm-hmm. and just having it done by you know essentially paper voting, mm-hmm. because you know point of the po- pockets, point of the pockets, points of the caucus mm-hmm. are. Uh, a point of the caucus is there we go <laughs> is yeah, to persuade mm-hmm. the people around you right. so i'm curious you know just psychologically this isn't quantifiable unfortunately but to see if that actually has some sort of a subconscious effect Maybe, on the operations of the caucus yeah like if you are if you don't feel sh- like you're being shamed by people around you then you do it ahead of time yes or like if it's yeah 10 people you know, yelling at you instead of like 20, which one is more persuasive? Mm. Yeah, not yelling. All right. I'm sure it's all nice. <laughs> um, but yeah. And then uh, just the last kind of little tidbit that I think is interesting that I saw just in the whole debate news. Trump came out and said that he thinks, um, came out is like a weird way to say it. It was one of his like yelly reporter comments. Not yellicopter, a different yell <laughs> in a room. Uh, but he said the DNC is, he thinks the DNC is going to steal the nomination from Bernie, basically, is what he said. And I'm not sure what his angle is on saying that. Yeah. Well, really. the, it's, it's, I think it's to depress voter turnout and to discourage people from showing up. And it's, yeah. to, it's to make people angry. There are also weirdly a lot of people that are like Bernie or Trump people, which is so mm, fucking there, weird. There are, there are, there is that group of people. Yeah. yeah. I don't think it's, as, I don't think it's huge, but it does exist. It does exist, and I don't think it's huge either, but whether it's people that are Bernie or Trump people, or maybe people that are just Bernie people, I wonder if, yeah, part of his angle was, let me say something that's going to ring true with these supporters. Mm -hmm. Maybe they'll be more sympathetic to me if I say that. Yeah, as opposed to voting for, you know, like a a Bloomberg or a Buttigieg or something. And then if Bernie doesn't get the nomination, maybe Trump is thinking these people will remember that I said that mm-hmm. and then they'll come and vote for me. Yeah. Even if they don't currently identify as Bernie or Trump people. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Very interesting. interesting. Yes. All right. Well, that's debate stuff and campaign stuff. Uh, we will be right back with some more hot notes after this quick break. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hi friends, Jordan here. This year I'm focusing more on health and fitness, but I'm not into getting screamed at by an aggro personal trainer or starving myself intermittently. Getting in shape doesn't have to be about losing a specific amount of weight or a magic number on the scale. It's about building healthier habits and feeling better about yourself. That's why I love this new habit change program from Noom. Noom adjusts your lifestyle, they teach you the psychology behind the decisions you make, and then help you keep track of everything from workouts and steps to analyzing your diet and recommending healthy recipes. Noom also connects you with a personally assigned goal specialist and a community of other Noomers, so you have all the support you need to empower your change. I've been wanting to eat better to feel more energetic and decrease stress and anxiety. With Noom, you pick the goals that are right for you, and Noom personalizes a program to help your goals become reality. Noom is based on a cognitive behavior approach and uses personalized courses to help you reach your specific goals. You don't have to commit to a rigorous plan, just 10 minutes a day, and they make it really convenient with a Noom app. Noom doesn't use negative reinforcement. There's no shaming if you go off track, just tips to help you get back on track tomorrow. It's the perfect time to make a step toward healthier habits. Sign up for your trial today at Noom. That's Noom.com slash Daily Beans. 
what do you have to lose? Visit Noom.com slash Daily Beans to start your trial today. That's Noom, N-O-O-M dot com slash Daily Beans. You'll be glad you did. All right, welcome back. It's time for our B Black of Hot Notes. Uh, Amanda, take it away. I will. Alrighty. Thank you. So, Trump is going to start suing more people over the Mueller pub. Great. Probably. Maybe, according to his tweets. Great. So, on Tuesday, or yesterday for us right now, uh, Trump said he was going to order lawsuits, quote-unquote, all over the place. For the fuck? Yeah. All over the place. Lawsuits all over the place. Going to Jackson Pollock those lawsuits. (laughs) 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 For claims he uh, incurred, for for damages he claims he incurred during former special counsel Robert Mueller's investigation. In a tweet thread, which I love saying in reference to the president, our dear leader said, these Mueller prosecutors and the whole Mueller investigation was illegally set up based on a phony and now fully discredited fake dossier, lying and forging documents to the FISA court and many other things. I'm glad he's saying new things. <laughs> Everything having to do with this fraudulent investigation is badly tainted and, in my opinion, should be thrown out. He then went on what, to... What do you mean? What does he mean thrown out? Yeah. What, what, what does that even mean? I guess like... If he's talking about like the stone stuff and Manafort stuff, mm-hmm. or is he talking about the investigation as a whole? He, I think that, well, okay, I'm going to, uh, there's a little bit more. Okay, totally. Um, sorry. So he then went on to accuse Mueller of lying before Congress when he told lawmakers he did not interview with Trump to apply for the job of FBI director, tweeting, the whole deal was a total scam. If I wasn't president, I'd be suing everyone all over the place, but maybe I still will. Oh. Witch hunt. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. So these tweets all came on the same day in which Trump declared himself the quote-unquote chief law enforcement officer in all the land. Gross. And announced all of the controversial pardons we talked about on the show yesterday, which we aptly called Pardon Palooza. (laughs) (laughs) It's also worth noting that two of the attorneys who prosecuted the Stone case, who Trump just meddled in, were previously investigators on the special counsel. Mm. Um, I'm waiting on Bill... Retaliatory much? Uh Uh-huh. Uh, I'm waiting on Bill Barr to follow Trump's lead and announce some unjust legal action on people connected to the Mueller probe now, because despite his public scolding of the president, Trump tweeted Friday that he has the quote unquote legal right to demand that Barr take action in a federal criminal case, but that he quote unquote chooses to stay out of it. Okay, bro. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Such restraint. That's what I think of when I think of Donald Trump. Wow. Amazing restraint. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Patience. Yes. Decision making. Yeah. So that's just that's just some news on a fun little Ugh. tweet thread. Yeah, well, to, we'll see. Yeah. I mean, the thing that's scary about that is he could totally do that. Yes. So we are laughing, but it is not funny. Right. Because we laugh so we don't cry. Yeah, definitely. And especially, I mean, I know that there's that whole talk of bar resigning or whatever, and we'll get into that later. But assuming he stays, he will do whatever the fuck Trump wants. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, that's what makes it scary. Yep. Because it's not just a tweet. It is not just a tweet. No. Um, in other Trump news, uh, this time to do with the border, um, in news that shouldn't shock anyone, given his appreciation for lawlessness, Trump is waiving otherwise strict rules on government procurement in order to get more of his wall built faster and appease more of his base ahead of the 2020 election. The Department of Homeland Security said on Tuesday that 177 miles of wall, a distance that includes stretches of the border in California, Arizona, New Mexico, and Texas, will be able to be built faster because of these waivers that Trump has announced. The waivers affect things like requiring open competition and justifying your selections. Mm -hmm. Uh, Working closely with the Army Corps of Engineers and the Department of Defense and the Department of Homeland Security... um, 
The, the Department of Homeland Security is exercising its congressionally granted authority to waive procurement regulations in six high-traffic border sectors, which will allow us to use already vetted and experienced contractors to build an additional 177 miles of new border wall system, DHS spokesperson Heather Swift said. And acting acting Homeland Security Secretary Chad Wolf... <laughs> Chad. <laughs> Love his last name. Yeah. Chad Wolf. Uh, Chad announced on, Wolf. Announced on like Fox and Friends. <laughs> Fox and Friends is basically just like how the Trump administration does its press um, yeah. announcements now. Yeah. Just one one hour at a time. <laughs> right. Um, Chad Wolf said that he is able to order such waivers under a 2005 law that grants the DHS chief considerable purview to waive laws for building border barriers. It's worth it's for like national security, right? Sorry right. To yeah. It's worth noting, however, that while such waivers have been used before to skirt around environmental impact reviews, this is the first time they have been used to fully sidestep federal procurement laws, according to the Hill. So the White House now expects that 94 miles of border wall will be able to be constructed this year, bringing the total to almost 450 miles since Trump, Trump took office. So I'm really glad we're speeding up this process so racists can more quickly blow up native burial grounds. <laughs> right. <laughs> like the ones that are currently blowing up in Oregon Pipe Cactus National Monument. Yeah. And related to that, uh, Ted Norris Jr., the chairman of the, I'm going to fuck this up, Tohono O'odham Nation, uh, said the entire project was a senseless destruction of ancestral land and said they were adamantly opposed to the construction of the fortified border wall, which were erect. Ir- ir- Wow, doing great. Um, (laughs) You are doing great. Yeah, it would harm cultural sites, sacred sites, and the environment. Um, It is all the more tragic that billions of taxpayer dollars are being wasted on an empty campaign slogan that will do little to address border security challenges. God. That's really sad and exactly what he said he was going to do. Yeah. Fuck. Taking away all the regulations. Mm -hmm. So there's that. Yeah. Well, you know, he couldn't get his wall built without doing that. Mm-hmm. So I guess the only way to build a wall is to tear down the law of the wall of laws. The law wall. <laughs> the law, the law wall. <laughs> uh, Moving on. Yeah. Yeah. Let's not dwell on that depressing. Yeah. I think um, it is. If I can dwell just for a second. Yeah. Please. It is. Um, yes. It's your show, Dwell. The border, especially being in San Diego, it's like our neighbor, and there's such fucked up stuff happening there every single day and along the borders all around the United States, but there's so much, so many scary, scary, really, really sad things happening all the time that it's like, someone tweeted at us, hey guys, can you cover, you know, can you please continue to cover what's happening at the border? They sent us pictures. They they were there at mm-hmm. the border and it's like kids literally in shackles and just the conditions that they're in is inexcusable and mm-hmm. not okay and not representative of the American dream in any way whatsoever. And the fact that, you know, it, it's like, yeah, something, I'd, we will do a bigger block on it, mm-hmm. you know, but not today but another day but it's happening every single day and it's mm-hmm. really really tragic and i would know. say though that one of the great things about living in san diego is like yes we're so close to all of this like pain and family separation but we are also in a city that is filled with a lot of amazing people of color and a lot of immigration yeah. activists and a lot yeah. of a lot of human rights activists yeah. here which is which is an amazing thing yeah they're just and, fighting every single day mm-hmm. like with everything they have yeah so yeah that's something that i feel very grateful to be near and i'm glad that i live in such a diverse city um i think that 
living in really diverse cities over the last decade has really shaped who I am as a person. So I feel Mm -hmm. lucky to live in San Diego for that reason. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of really great organizations here that are doing, like you said, all of of their own grassroots work and, Mm -hmm. and doing it amidst, you know, people fighting back, not wanting them to do it. For Mm -hmm. example, we've talked about the folks that leave water in the middle of the desert because people just die there on their trek and people tried to say they're not allowed to do that. And it's disgusting the amount of, fights that they have to Mm -hmm. push through to even be advocates because the government isn't doing the job that yes that they have that they're supposed to be doing which is literally yes making it so people don't die trying to cross over here it's unnecessary cruelty yeah it really is Mm -hmm. but you're totally right there's a lot of amazing resources in san diego there's a lot of really great um incredibly uplifting moments like i've Mm -hmm. There's like networks of people all over the country too that don't live close to the border that mm-hmm. are helping connect people. Like I've yeah. seen so many stories of mm-hmm. um someone like, hey, this person is looking for, you know, like a house to crash in while they're figuring out the immense amount of paperwork and, and legal battles that they have to go through. And I've seen mm-hmm. people connect people with homes and, and families be like, you know, relocated to places that are safer. And there's there's so much good work, but there's still so much bad, bad, bad horrible things happening so mm-hmm. donate to keep your-, your eyes open keep your eyes open donate we'll do a better job at continually yeah and i hope that and, and i actually hope that uh, by the time that this episode airs that maybe there's going to be a question asked about this at the, uh, the nevada debate yeah it's important and i hopefully that given the electorate there it will be it will be a uh, an issue yeah that's talked about yeah definitely yeah thank you so much yeah you're fantastic at reporting. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Um, okay. My block, part of this block, bar story. Um, it never ends. Senate Republicans. Okay. So you know how Barr's been, there's all this talk about him potentially, you know, resigning, um, which is to be determined if it's genuine or not. There's mm-hmm. a lot of different theories on that. But I don't think he's gonna. Yeah. I don't know. But apparently Senate Republicans are crying for Barr to stay, saying that it's virtually impossible to get uh, to seat a uh, ag and to get them confirmed and anyone that replaces Barr won't do as good of a job as Barr is doing pursuing trump's agenda Barr is allegedly considering resigning but there's a lot of different theories and skepticism like i said around what's really going on there um this is a statement by senator john corn cornyn from texas he said the president does have a tendency to lash out and i think in this case he would be well advised to try to temper that because i think bill Barr is his best path on seeing that justice is done in terms of all of these various investigations including the counterintelligence investigation and the lead up to the Mueller report disgusting i hate hearing that i hate hearing all of this but republicans are really hoping that he can just stay through till the 2020 election's over because basically uh what it sounds like is confirmations are really contentious and there are some pretty vulnerable republicans that are trying to keep their seat and the fear is basically that their vote and how that process goes the confirmation process um, that could affect their re-election campaigns so you know selfish reasons of course they say it's for trump's agenda but really it's so they don't have to like you know speak with their own mouth and their own brain because then that opens them up to scrutiny and they don't like that Mm -hmm. yeah they just want to join this wave of all of you know they're republicans and never have to actually come out and stand for anything because when they try to stand for something that's anything you know involving a nuanced opinion i guess it doesn't go well for them because that's not something that's rewarded to the republican party <laughs> no one likes someone that thinks for themselves uh Barr apparently chatted with lindsey graham yesterday but he said that he has no plans 
to leave his post when he talked to Lindsey Graham. So I think you're right. I don't think he's going anywhere. I think this he's is kind of just like, us. yeah, I mean, the whole if it is a scheme, the scheme will be revealed, I think, eventually. But I, I don't think I definitely don't think that he's going to leave. I don't I just don't see the, how that would make any sense. Uh, finally, Richard Grinnell is going to be named the acting DNI. It looks so you know how we were talking mm-hmm. about McGuire's time yeah. being up. Um, his deadline to get the fuck out is coming up and everyone's wondering what Trump is going to do. Well, Richard Grinnell seems to be the guy. He's a Trump loyalist. And guess what? He has not served in any intelligence agencies ever. Wow. So the director of national intelligence is going to be someone with zero intelligence experience. Great. And it was one thing when it was the head of our education department, right? Mm -hmm. Someone that had no public ed experience. Mm -hmm. This is now someone that is going to be leading, you know, Everything that essentially keeps us safe. Uh, yeah, that's incredibly concerning. Yeah. Yeah. It's exactly what I think we've come to expect. So maybe this mm-hmm. piece of news isn't like a huge blow necessarily um, to, to our ears, but because it's just so predictable. But it's it's really, really bad. It's really fucking bad. Mm-hmm. All of it is continuously bad. We have good news coming up. We do have a lot of good news coming up, yeah. But but yeah, I think you can expect for that guy to get confirmed on... Um, or he doesn't have to get confirmed. He just gets to be named. How fucked is that? Well, there you go. That's what's going to happen. Oh, God. <laughs> Hi, friends. Jordan here. This episode of The Daily Beans is brought to you by Native Deodorant. It is nearly impossible to find a deodorant that's aluminum-free, but still effective. Almost every conventional deodorant contains aluminum, which forms a plug in your sweat glands to keep you from sweating and may be linked to serious health issues. Yikes. But Native's deodorant is made without aluminum, parabens, or talc. Instead, it's formulated with safe natural ingredients like coconut oil and shea butter. It's also vegan and never tested on animals. Making the switch to an aluminum-free deodorant doesn't mean you have to sacrifice on performance. Native keeps you smelling and feeling fresh all day long with over 10 amazing scents, including their classics, lavender and rose, coconut and vanilla, eucalyptus and mint, and my current favorite, cucumber and mint. They have rotating seasonal scents as well as an unscented option and a baking soda-free formula for those with sensitivities, so you're sure to find one you love. Native comes in a wide variety of options for men, women, and teens, and there's no risk to try. Native has free shipping on every order and offers 30-day free returns and exchanges in the USA. Check out the over 9,000 five-star reviews from happy customers who made the switch to Native. Personally, I like that Native is a solid that goes on easily, and the aluminum-free formula won't stay in my clothes. That's awesome. For 20% off of your first purchase, visit nativedeodorant.com and use promo code DAILYBEANS during checkout. That's 20% off your first purchase. Go to nativedeodorant.com and use promo code DAILYBEANS. You'll be glad you did. Well, we'll blow it All right, welcome back, everybody. It's time for our good news block. We made it. Yay, we made it. Take it away. Alrighty. Okay, good news. So, <laughs> I got some. I got I got a little bit for you. Yay. So, Tell Reuters me. has conducted an extensive review of polling data and has found that interest in voting in 2020 is surging in urban areas dominated by Democrats faster than in Trump-supporting rural areas. Hell yeah. So, even as Trump commands rock-solid support among Republicans... Voters' interest in going to the polls appears to be growing faster among those who disapprove of Trump than those who approve of him. Mm-hmm. 
Um, the advantage in urban political engagement extends deep into the most competitive battleground, um, the states that Trump won by, you know, razor thin margins. Um, one factor that led to Trump's defeat of Hillary Clinton in 2016 was lower turnout in Midwestern cities such as Detroit and Milwaukee, but there are indications that that trend is reversing four years later. In large urban areas of the upper Midwest, um, a region that includes swing states like Michigan and Wisconsin, for example, the number of people who said they were certain to vote in the upcoming election rose by 10 points. But so, yes, this is good news. It's working. We love Everything hearing that. working and happening and everybody's doing so, it. You know, you you see this blue wave thing a lot, and I just try to believe in it. Yeah, you know, yeah, try to believe in that blue wave. Oh, absolutely. So yeah, well, so that's good news. So so cities totally. that cities that where we need people to show up, it's it looks like voter turnout is going to increase. Right. Um. Yeah. So it's it's it is really it's good news. I mean, this poll suggests that people in the cities where we need people to show up in in big cities where in states where Trump won the last time, mm-hmm. that people are going to show up and, and vote in bigger numbers this time. So that's really encouraging to me and makes me feel happy. It puts a tiny serotonin in my brain. Yes. <laughs> tiny serotonin. Mm. <laughs> a little serotonin that could. Yes. Yes. I think uh, that makes sense, too, when you just think about four years of this president and how his policies have consequences as well. Mm-hmm. And then in his tone and his dogma in the mm-hmm. worst way has effects on everybody and it has effects on the american psyche that i think are undeniable just mm-hmm. outside of you know whatever policy is yeah. being talked about there's a tangible difference in the atmosphere in this country now because yeah. he is the president absolutely it's embarrassing first off for mm-hmm. our country it's harmful to a lot of people mm-hmm. arguably you know everybody that's not profiting off of whatever whoever he's in bed with but it's Really, really encouraging. That's an awesome yeah. story. I have one more for you. Thank this you. This is a, it's a kind of, I've wor- I worked in tech on and off for a lot of the last decade. And so this one is a personal interest to me. We talk a lot about how Silicon Valley is like uber capitalist. Mm-hmm. But actually, uh, the uh, the workers at Kickstarter have created the first tech industry union. Oh. So, yeah. So they made history on Tuesday when they voted to unionize, making them the first in the industry to do so and marking a huge grassroots victory milestone for tech workers in the tech industry. That Kickst- is very cool. It is cool, huh? Kickstarter United is the first union of white collar full-time workers in the tech sector and includes designers, writers, engineers, and software developers. So following the long fight to form a union through the Office of Professional Employees International Union, Kickstarter workers plan to head to the to the table uh, to do, you know with management to discuss pay equity, diversity in hiring, et cetera, et cetera. But this is exciting because, you know, industries like the video game industry and the tech industry are in desperate need of some regulation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, there's a lot of abusive workers in in those industries. So yeah, you, um, that was really that encouraging firsthand. for me to see. And, um, you know, I hope that uh, in response to this, more tech companies and more video game companies will start treating their workers with more respect. Yeah, that's incredible. Mm-hmm. I worked in tech for a little bit as well, and I'm not going to say where, and I'm not trying to talk shit or anything, but I will say that especially fresh out of college Mm -hmm. workers, they get exploited as fuck in a lot of companies. Absolutely. I mean, I've had to say, you know, in interviews before, um, no, I'm not going to work 60 hours a week for you for that amount of money. I'm really sorry. (laughs) Right. They get you, yeah, a salary that is like below $30,000 sometimes and you're expected to put in over 40 hours a week. It's pretty crazy. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. 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 And that's definitely, I mean, startups, 
startups are obviously volatile by nature and i think that that's why they've been able to get away with that for so Absolutely, long because it's not a startup you're right <laughs> yeah 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 exactly so yeah. yeah i think it's for the for the medium to the large tech companies you know so Very it's exciting cool. so hopefully that marks this marks a bit of a sea change but we shall yeah. see yeah, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. I have one good story. Okay. Um, so this broke today. 11th Circuit upheld a broad interpretation of Florida re-enfranchisement law that says states cannot require fines before registering those unable to pay. So that's okay. a, yeah, so that's, that's a win for... Voters. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Win for voters. Um, it happens to come one day after the registration deadline to vote in the primaries though one day after yeah oh. so so that's a bummer and i'm sorry that i let that slip into the good news <laughs> quick um, a personal good story <laughs> yes a personal good story i hmm what is a personal good story i bought oh, my dog i have a video of my dog wearing a dinosaur onesie that is a great story that's a good story that is fantastic i'll share it that's the sounds... daily beans pod twitter I'm going to Disneyland on Friday with my little sister Yay. and my dad. That's Fun. good news. Are you going to go see the new Star Wars? Ride? Yes. Fuck yeah. Yes. Fuck yeah. We are the most Disney bitches family. It is so bad. I'm, gonna go, I'm going to Disney with my family when they're here in April. Yes. It's yeah. so fucking... I know that it is probably the worst organization in so many ways, but it is a truce land for divorced families. <laughs> that is what Disneyland is to me. Everyone just be fucking decent. Just for eight hours, okay? And then as soon as we leave these golden gates, you can go back to being shitty to each other. But when we're with Mickey, we're friends, okay? That's what Disneyland is to me. Very fun. That was beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> God. Oh, it's not easy being a 26-year-old who loves Disneyland, you know? it's uh you know what unhealthy don't 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 shame yourself yeah thank you you're only alive for a little while enjoy like what you like especially when you were sad oh (laughs) hello ryan uh so yes that's my good news block and that's it that's our show we did it good news yay thank you everyone for listening yeah we miss you ag feel better we'll see you tomorrow yeah and Watch the debates tonight if yeah. you're a patron. Let us know what you thought. Let us know what you're thinking. And if you're in Nevada, let us know what your thoughts are on your upcoming caucuses. Yeah, yeah. If you are a patron and you're getting this tonight and you're watching the debates and you just watch the debates, let us know what you think. In fact, let us know what you think anyway. Totally. If tweet us at Daily Beans Pod and let us know what you think of the debates. Let us know what you think of our episode. Be yes. nice. Oh, Compliment nice. sandwich. <laughs> yeah. We didn't get as existential this time. No. Yeah. Uh, we're keeping it on track. Okay. Thank you, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow. That has been us uh take care of yourselves take care of each other take care of the planet take care of mental health i've been jordan coburn i'm a man reader and this is the daily beans the daily beans is executive produced and directed by ag and jordan coburn and engineered and edited by Mackenzie mazell and starburns industries our marketing manager executive assistant production and social media direction is amanda reader fact checking and research by ag jordan coburn and amanda reader our music is written and performed by They Might Be Giants. Our web design and branding are by Joel Reeder with Moxie Design Studios. And our website is dailybeanspod.com. <laughs>